Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Crimson, and what would really help me out if you go to my YouTube channel, Crimson60620, and then pop up Crimson, and hit that subscribe button. Other than that, if you want to help me out, you can check out my Patreon page at Crimson60620 PS4 Gaming. And just thank you for listening. All right, so. What the fuck? Okay. Wow. Wow, that's fucked up. Well, here's the thing. I definitely hope you feel better soon, Joe. And as a special to you, and something that I has actually wanted to cover for a while now, um, this is something that um, I was suggested to cover for a while now. And this is something that I know is near and dear to your heart. Um, we want to actually address this. Now, I'm going to do, review this video. And it's not because... Um, I'm going to do this video, and it's not because I disagree with this this video producer. I'm actually really, really agreeing with this. And um, um, we're going to start off pretty easy, okay? We're going to actually start off with... No, 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 no. We're going to actually start off with this. Um, we're going to actually review the murderous police gangs of Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, we're doing this. And this video was actually put out by the Grell Institute Institute and Mike uh, I believe it was Mike Grell was like an excellent senator and he read into record the Pentagon papers and he really stood up. He recently uh, ran in the 2020 presidential election. And it was like he was never going to get anywhere, but he was somebody who like stood up for government transparency. And um, he had an institute that was made around him um, that he took from his campaign and he transformed it into the left, the left wing PragerU. So let's actually just watch this video and uh, we're going to stop and make comment um, every once in a while. Okay. Wait, let's let's see what this is. Hold on, hold on. Let, what is this video? Oh, I can't play it. I can't. I can't play it because of the stream. But yeah, we're, we'll we'll. I would definitely play it out of, out of stream. Um. Hold on, hold on. Let's get to this. Let's get to this. Here we go. And just to let you know, this is what it is. I think it is um, here.
that should be nope that wasn't it um let's see i think this may be it ah oh, there we go there we go it's donation all right let's let's go into the video let's go Since the 1970s, there have been at least 18 gangs within the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, and they continue to brutalize and even murder community members today. So we just like just the first segment alone, since the 1970s, there's been 18 identified gangs, identified gangs. But let, let's see what they're going to talk about. My name is Cerise Castle, and I am a journalist. In the summer of 2020, I was working for a local radio station here in Los Angeles, and I was out covering the George Floyd rallies that were happening across the country, across the world. I was shooting photos of people protesting, and while I was doing that, two cars with police officers on them in riot gear rolled into the area where people had gathered. and they shot people with less lethal munitions. And although I identified myself as press, I was shot and the resulting injuries landed me in the hospital. The fuck, like, all right. So we're not going to just start off with the whole thing about how particularly the Los Angeles P PD was trained by um, runaway slave catchers. We're not going to just talk about that. Like, I know the history of the police were, you know, slave catchers. But particularly, they went to, to, to form the LAPD. They went and found some of the most egregious people to do the, 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 the to organize the police. But yeah, let's, let's go. A few days after that happened, the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department um, killed a teenager who was working at his job in the Compton area. Very quickly after this young man was killed, his name is Andres Guardado, was reported that his killing may have been part of a gang initiation. And there are some new allegations against the deputy involved in Guardado's case who did not fire his weapon. Civil rights attorneys accused Christopher Hernandez of being part of what some call a Sheriff's Department clique or gang. While I was bedridden, I started researching the history of the gangs in the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. And I found out that this dates back at least 50 years. I so as part of a gang initiation for cops, they shot and killed somebody. And the person that didn't get like the one that was under the most investigation is the one that didn't shoot him. What the? Oh, okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know like you're right clicks are different from gangs but this this is definitely something that's I've watched this video before so check it out spent six months researching deputy gangs within the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department uh, conservatively I estimate I read about 100,000 pages of legal filings and what I came away with was a 15 part series detailing 18 gangs that I was able to confirm the existence of within the department. 
There are the Little Devils, Posse, the Wayside Whiteys, the 2000 Boys, the 3000 Boys, the Jump Out Boys, the Banditos, the Executioners, the Spartans, the Cowboys, the Rattlesnakes, and the Tasmanian Devils. She says she's only been able to identify 18. And these might just be overall gangs. How many gangs that she wasn't able to identify? Or how many subsects in those gangs? But let's go. They have killed 19 people, all of whom were men of color, several of whom were in a mental health crisis when they were killed. Uh, government from the county level, the state level, and the federal level has known about this issue since the early 1990s, and no significant action, policy change has been brought forth. So let's do a quick run through of the gangs of the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department. So we're, we're she's going to actually run through what gangs are there. So so let's let's check this out. All of them have stuff in common. You usually have official gang tattoos, a hand signal, and a way to join, usually by shooting or killing a civilian or doing something like falsifying paperwork. These are just a few of the gangs operating within the LA Sheriff's Department. The Banditos, the 3000 Boys, the Spartans, the Vikings, the Regulators, the Executioners. Oh shit, oh, okay. The Wayside Whiteys. The Wayside Whiteys was a gang of white deputies at the Pitches Detention Center in Northern LA County in the 1980s and 1990s. Their sign was having their middle fingers crossed to create a W for white. The Linwood Vikings. The Vikings were a gang based out of the Linwood Station. Their tattoo was of a Viking, and their hand sign was an L made with the thumb and index finger for Linwood. And they were one of the most powerful and most violent gangs. A lot of their members became leaders in the department. What the fuck? Is it too early to say all cops are bastards? Just to see this shit. Uh, okay, all right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, let's go. The 3000 Boys. The 3000 Boys were based out of the Men's Central Jail in downtown LA. The 3000 Boys are particularly violent because that's where the department would transfer deputies convicted of crimes to keep them away from the public. The Jump Out Boys. The Jump Out Boys operated across the county in the Operation Safe Streets unit. Their tattoo was of a skeleton with glowing red eyes holding a revolver in the dead man's hand, a popular poker holding among law enforcement officers. They kept their manifesto in a notebook. The Regulators. Out of the Century Station, you have the Regulators, who allegedly have many members working in department leadership. The Executioners. At the Compton Station, you have the Executioners. Their tattoo is of a skeleton with a Nazi helmet holding an assault rifle. Black but they know about it. They know about it. They fucking know. Oh my God. They know about this. This is shit that they know about. And they ain't doing nothing. How do you know they're part of the game? They have the tattoos. Oh, we'll get to that in a minute. We'll definitely get to that in a minute. Black people and women are not allowed to join the game. The Banditos. The Banditos operate mainly out of the East LA station, and their tattoo is of a skeleton wearing a sombrero with a smoking revolver and a sheriff's badge. They have a culture of working backwards, arresting or shooting civilians and coming up with probable cause later by planting and manufacturing evidence. There are others like the rattlesnakes, the pirates, and the buffalo soldiers that we know a lot less about. I... Like, really? Oh, wow, okay. Anyway, I'm here today at a rally, two-year anniversary of the killing of Paul Rea, 18-year-old young man at a traffic stop by Hector Saavedra, who's East LA Sheriff Deputy, who was a prospect for the Deputy Sheriff Gang Los Banditos. Now, how do I know that? Because two deputies who work here were uh, interviewed on national TV. LA Sheriff Deputy. Like... Oh, wow. Fuck. 
Like, all right. So I live in Chicago, and I know it's not much better in Chicago. Like, and, and I'm not talking about the crime or the street gangs. I mean, like, literally the police gangs. And like, you know, they're doing this shit. Why isn't the governor, why isn't the mayor, like, bringing in or calling the the, the, the National Guard or the, the State Guard, whatever the fuck it's called? They know they're doing this shit. Oh, okay, okay. Shit, okay, let's go. Hector Saavedra Soto. Is he a prospect for the bandidos? Yes, he is. He's a prospect. Paul Gray is my son. He was murdered on June 27th, 2019. Um, it was a supposed to be a traffic stop um they pulled him out of the car with guns um when they're questioning why they're getting pulled over they were scared because they didn't know why they were getting pulled over and they're getting pulled over with guns you know to their heads and being told that if they move they're gonna shoot their fucking heads off um they pulled the driver out of the car and um when they pulled my son out they're gonna handcuff my son and, and i know my son was feared for his life he just from childhood you know growing up seeing me harassed before um yeah i see that because like what is in la the the police department gets about a billion dollars a year or am I thinking New York they get like over a billion dollars a year and it's just like the streets aren't getting safer than it's it are like and remember guys remember Wednesday we watched the shots fire training this is just taking it to a whole nother level like yeah no we're we're yeah, okay. Yeah, it was New York that I was thinking they get a billion dollars. In LA they get almost three. Okay, let's go. He ran, he didn't even get four feet away when Hector Savedra shot him multiple times in the back. Paul's father was actually killed by Jira's deputy, so he grew up his whole life being afraid of this deputy gang. So when they asked him to get out of the car, naturally he was afraid. So he attempted Wait, 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 wait. So you're telling me that the LAPD gets about 2.6 and then the sheriff's department gets 2.5 because I know it's the city of LA and then it's LA County that they split between the two. They... Ah. Wow. Okay. Okay. To exit that interaction, which is perfectly within his right since he was not the driver. Um, unfortunately, Saavedra um, pursued Paul and shot him in the back multiple times um, right here, and Paul died. The, the two deputies that killed Anthony Vargas were also prospects for the LA Sheriff's gang. Anthony Vargas was shot by Sheriff Deputy Nicholas Perez and Sheriff Deputy Jonathan Rojas. Are they also part of the Bandidos gang or prospects for the Bandidos? Prospects? Yes. They're prospects. How do you know they were prospects? You know, just personal conversations with them and them saying that was one of their main goals to be a part of this gang. Like uh, August 12th of uh, 2018, my nephew, um, he had attended a barbecue. You know, he was just... Like, this is the shit that makes me not want to go to, like, big cities like this shit. And yes, I know I live in a big city, and it, I, I, I'm I'm fully aware of that, and it's one of the reasons why I kind of want to move away from the city proper to maybe an outlying suburbs. But this shit, it like this shit seems just like it perforates the the whole idea of law enforcement. Like first they get fearful, and then they start collecting gangs, and it's just like 
What the fuck, man? Uh, all right, let's let's go. Following what he always did, you know, whenever there was a barbecue, he showed up, took his rub. He thought it was the best rub, so he didn't get it out there, right? He took it, and um, you know, that was the last time. That was the last day that we we seen him. It was August 11th. There was a robbery call that had went into the Sally Sheriff's Department, um, where an individual had said that they had their $12 watch stolen. They gave a description of an individual, 30 to 40 years old, over six feet tall. Um, you know, it fit nothing of Anthony's description, wearing a completely different color shirt than my nephew had on. Um, you know, two deputies from the East LA Sheriff's Department were, you know, servicing the area at the time, and they saw my nephew walking down one of the fire paths on his way home, and they, you know, targeted him. My nephew was punched in his head multiple times, punched in his ribs by these deputies, um, you know, before falling to his knees where he was shot at 16 times. It was just like, wait, 16 fucking times? You already multiply beat this man and then you sh get shot 16 i i don't fucking okay okay bam 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 bam, bam. Like, continue shots one man shot and killed by los angeles county sheriff's deputies investigators say the young man did have a gun on him but they're not sure if he was a part of the robbery anthony was not known to carry a gun on him um he slept in a room with my mom which is his grandma he slept directly across from my seven-year-old niece at the she's seven years old at the time anthony was not known to carry a gun you know he was not known to carry weapons he wasn't You've never seen him in no gun. never if you get in a shooting, that's a definite brownie point. And according to these deputies, to justify those shootings, they plant weapons on the people they stop. There's been it's like the old Dave Chappelle joke of, um, yeah, no, we sprinkle some crack on them. And like after we've like assaulted them and knocked them out, like, yeah, like this is we plant the shit on that we need in order to make it seem justified. This, oh, God, like this shit makes me sick. And I. I watched this a while ago when it came back, but I didn't remember how vivid they described this shit. But let's let's go. Then multiple occasions where they say, hey, we got a guy that has a gun and he's running from us. In reality, that person never had a gun. And they would say, oh, it was a phantom gun. It was something that really wasn't there. So you have personally witnessed that? Yes. And we started reading the DA report and matching them with, you know, other things that we found on our own, which includes like, you know, the like the autopsy report, you know, we found out through forensics that the gun that they're saying my nephew had on him had absolutely no DNA on it. None of my nephew's DNA. And I find it strange because these, these deputies are saying that my nephew had the gun in his hand and he was like an imminent threat to them. But if he was holding a gun in his hand, there would have been fingerprints on the gun. Immediately after I really So like, and, and this is a shit, and this is part of the problem too. Prosecutors don't want to address the shit with these cops because one, they're buddies, two, they depend on the cops to get them evidence to for convictions. But all right, let's go. Released the first part of the series. I began receiving death threats. Um, I regularly receive threatening messages on my social media. I receive phone calls from people threatening my life. I have, my loved ones have received these messages as well. Uh, the sheriff of Los Angeles County has instructed anyone that I reported on to personally sue me. Wait, the sheriff, the sheriff has literally told people to personally sue her, a journalist. How? How is that okay? You literally have the First Amendment laws. Congress shall make no laws abridging the freedom of speech, the press, the exercise of religion, shit like that. How can... Okay, okay, shit. Let's go. And... When I attempted to attend a press conference featuring the sheriff's department, I was detained. Why? <laughs> I think the sheriff's department has decided to target me since I released the series. We started like just finding shit 
and everything we would find out about Anthony or about the sheriff's department, we would come out and talk. And the more we would come out and talk, the cops would pass by the house and they would park on the corner of our street, which they still do to this time. They would park in the corner of our house and they would sit in our car and they would eat their lunch. And you know, there's a corner store from where our family residence is. So the kids will walk to the store and they can't even walk to the store because they see the sheriff's department right there and because they know what they did to Anthony. And these are kids under the age of like 15. Our interview with the Vargas family was conducted at a local park and it lasted 30 minutes. During that brief amount of time, three sheriff's videos drove by us. Wow. It's getting so bad that the people that's conducting the interview actually saw this shit. Okay. Two, well, I guess the third one. Deputy Art Gonzalez is a documented hero, a former Marine who became a deputy, rewarded by the LA County Sheriff's Department with the Medal of Valor in 2018 for saving the life of a four-year-old boy. The time is 10.59 and we are on the record. Oh God, what the fuck did he do? What the fuck did he do? Okay, all right, let's let's go. Okay. Now he's sounding the alarm of a group of 15 officers inside the Compton station with matching tattoos, allegedly known as the executioners. I now call him a gang because that's what gang. Yo, what's up, Red? What's up, Red Hot uh, Banger? Let's go. Wait, let's let's actually look at this. Hold on. Um, Ted Real. Uh, Collins and syndicated editorial um, cartoonist. His political cartoons often appear on a multi-planet comic strip, formatted and frequently blend comic strip and editorial cartoons conventions. The cartoons were used to appear in Roxy 100 newspapers across the U.S. He was president of the Association of American Editorial Cartoonists from 2008 to 2009. Um, oh, controversies. This seems re relevant. In 1999, Rail wrote an article called The Village Voice, accusing uh, Mayas, creator art, Mayas, or excuse me, Mayas, creator art, creator art Spiegelman, of lack of talent and controlling who gets high profile assignments. Uh, no, 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 no. Dismissal from LA Times, lawsuits against LA Times. Hmm. Um, I don't have songs hooked up. I, I don't have songs hooked up. Um, I just have the songs playing in the background. LAPD. Let's see. Um, LAPD.
Oh, I think I spelled it wrong. Yeah, that's what I mean. All right. All right, what really happened? On May the 11th, 2015, Los Angeles freelance political cartoonist Terry Rib really Rao published a co uh, uh, op-ed related to the incident he allegedly faced with the LAPD back in 2001. Rao claimed while being stopped for jaywalking in Los Angeles, officer of the Los Angeles Department um, assaulting him. Rao included descriptions of the officers throwing his driver's license into the sewer, being thrown against the wall, and being handcuffed. Rao went on to describe a crowd of onlookers surrounding him during his event asking officers about the legitimacy of their arrests. In response to the post, the LA Police Department presented a 14-year-old recording of the event based on recorded evidence. Rail was fired from the LA Times. Um, since then, Rail has disputed that the LA Times has produced both an enhanced version of the audio and a transcript of what he believes can be heard in the recording. The LA Times Commission, the LA Times Commission, premier forensics to perform a forensic audio enhancement on the recording provided by the LAPD. The audio evidence was analyzed as a goal of uncovering the events as they occurred. Premiero forensics holds no bias towards either party and approach the investigation as such. You can hear the recording here. So. I don't know if you guys can hear it. God is really distorted. Yeah, it's actually really distorted. But yeah, no. Uh, let's let's finish the rest of this video, and then we can talk about everything. They beat up other people. Deputy Gonzalez, um, he's he's afraid for, for his safety right now. He also reports that graffiti appeared at the station entrance. Art is a rat, and that was placed at the keypad to get into the parking lot. So that's the most visible place in the entire station. His lawyer says he's now on leave from the department and in fear for his life. In addition... So, because somebody spoke out to internal investigations or internal affairs, whatever the fuck they call it, now he's persona non grata. Like, he had to leave his job because he realized that shit wasn't cool. He spoke out about it, and look at the shit that's happening now. Like, come on now. You really have to believe that, like these cops actually believe this shit that they're protecting the public where they put art as a rat to actually what what are they gonna do all of a sudden he was in a shootout and no backup comes or he mysteriously gets shot 
while the suspect also mysteriously gets shot. Come on now. ...to having to hire security guards to go with me when I do my job, um, I've had to start wearing a bulletproof vest. Um, many of these death threats are credible, and I've been told by people inside the department that I should be careful. So, I invested in this. This is a bulletproof vest. I, yeah, this guy comes with me very often. It's like, why do, you, why do our journalists have to act like they're walking in a war zone? This shit, like, you're a journalist that's supposed to be covering the people that serve and protect us. And you have to walk around with a fucking vest? Because, wow. Wow. Why do you keep doing it? I continue to report on the story because no one else really is. And seeing the closure, I suppose, that I'm able to bring to families. Um, you know, oftentimes they had suspected for years that their loved one had been killed by a Zippy gang member, and I can come along and confirm that. And I've also seen my reporting make a very real difference in some of the ongoing cases. Um, just recently, the Democratic Party of Los Angeles County uh, passed a resolution asking for the sheriff to resign. And now that, you know, everything... Yeah, how much you want to bet he didn't resign? Let, let's go. Things came out like there's a complete, you know, turn. And like, I can't tell you how it feels to like see the tide turn. You know, like it's fucking groundbreaking. And it's like, it shows you the progress that's being made. You know, it just makes you want to keep pushing more and more because when we were fighting back then, like that push now has come, it's come even further. And it's just like, it fucking it encourages you. The Sheriff Alex Villanueva, the, the lead gang member of LA County. He's a bandito himself. This is 10, 3,000 boys. Is wait, wait. The deputy is a part of a gang. Oh, it can't be that corrupt. It cannot be that corrupt. One of them, and now today, I believe he's a homicide sheriff, but he's a 3,000 boy underneath. Uh, we're out here spreading the word. Everyone's saying it. Google LASD gangs. Everyone should be uh, tagging their neighborhood with Google LASD gangs. Google LASD gangs. Fuck the banditos. Fuck Sheriff Villanueva. Fuck LASD as an organization. By the way, when you're done Googling 40% cops, uh, Google Los Angeles Sheriff Department gangs. Okay, LASD gangs. We know about your gangs. We're telling our people to Google LASD gangs, and we're coming for your asses. And then they wait, 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 wait. All right. Yeah, let's let's do this shit. Let's Google this shit. And I guess this is her article. Yeah, no, like yeah. Um, here, let's just actually. I'm gonna put this in the chat. That's the actual link. Let's go. There's, uh, there's another woman, Therese, uh, who has been uh, putting together a series about the gangs in the uh, sheriff's department. So I'm going to take a look at all of this as these investigations are going on. We have video proof. We have pictures. We've taken them to the sheriff's department. We've called the CLC meetings. We've done what we had to do, and nothing's gotten done. It's unacceptable. We will send a clear message to the L.A. County Sheriff's Department that you clean your house. 
You get your house in order, or we will surely help you do that. You have executioners, you have gangs in your own house. Keep going out there and just keep fighting and keep exposing them for what they are and what they're doing, because it's, you know, their reign of terror isn't going to stop unless we put a stop to it, so that's, we're not going away anytime soon, you know, like, we, we're here to stay. All right, all right. And that was interesting and eye-opening. I know it was bad, but I didn't realize it was that fucking bad. I And I just, like, I don't... It's disturbing. It's disturbing that these people that we're supposed to... Who's supposed to protect and serve us are serving their own interests by being in the gang. And, like, I don't fucking know. I don't, like... And I'm, like, I'm waiting for the shit to, to somebody to do an expose in Chicago. Because this shit is unbelievable. And then police say, tell you. They tell you, if you don't have nothing to hide, then you wouldn't mind people looking. But they're threatening journalists to a point where they need to fucking wear bulletproof vests? Like, the fuck? That's the craziest fucking shit. And I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of the fact that cops are getting away with so much stuff. And it takes fucking mountains of effort to actually like make them accountable to shit it's like i can only just say all cops are bastards because look at this if you try not to if you try not to be part of that if you try to speak up then they put you on blast like yeah this motherfucker probably doesn't need to work for us anymore and not in a good way. Like, yeah, no, collect your pension or some shit like that. Wow, this is motherfucker needs to go and be silenced. But anyway, guys, anyway, if you like this video, I do want to say thank you for watching. Um, stick around. We have one more video today. I'm doing a short day, but we're going to want to make sure that we address this one video. And other than that, I do want to say thank you for watching. Stick around in live chat. And other than that, we're going to end the video segment here.